So I'm pretty jacked up uh, for, for um, Mass today because I thought the Mass is me on uh, St. Peter Chrysologist, who is like the optional memorial doctor of the church. But uh, when I found out it was Solanus Casey, I was like, let's freaking go. I love Solanus Casey. He's helped me so much. And I hope he can help you too. And I want to talk about his life a little bit in regards to our first reading. Uh, Jeremiah uh, simply is talking about clay being in the hand of a potter. And those words that kept, as I was doing my Alexia with his, were just like, it says, Turn, the, the clay turned out badly in his hand, but he tried again. He didn't quit. And I think so often uh, we get so frustrated, we, we just get so, so down out on ourselves, and the Lord is just simply saying, try again. Don't quit. Try again. Uh, because as we go out on campus and as we minister to people, uh, a lot of people are going are gonna to say, no, I don't want to, when they do, because they're around friends. Um, they're going to wonder, are they going to quit on me? And they're going to, and they're going to, that, that persevering heart is really going to help. But first of all, you have to, you have to learn yourself how not to quit. And that's where the life of Solanus Casey comes in. And I just want to talk about his life a little bit because he's from Wisconsin. So uh, as a Wisconsinite, I just feel to, to do due diligence to him, uh, it'd be important to talk about his life. And he was born in Oak Grove, Wisconsin. And Oak Grove was like northwestern Wisconsin, which is like in the middle of nowhere. Um, but in essence, he came from a very Catholic family. His, his dad really encouraged him to have a, a, a great devotion to uh, the Blessed Mother. He'd always encourage him, pray your rosary, boys, pray your rosary. Um, so after, when, he was, um, and when he was in his late teens, uh, which is probably about the, um, about the 18, late, late 1880s, he saw something that changed his life. Uh, he was open to the call that a priest his whole life. His family encouraged that a lot, but he actually worked um, near like railroad cars and it's the transition of them. And he was actually a, kind of a, a railroad car worker. And one day he saw a woman be brutally murdered by a man right in his plain sight. And it, and it struck him to his core. And he said, Lord, what can I do to make sure that never happens again? What can I do to make sure that never happens again? So maybe you have certain instances in your life where you've seen a tragic event and it's actually motivated you to be better. Or you've seen um, just something horrible happen. Maybe it's even like the racism happening in our, in our world today or seeing the rioting, looting, or just seeing just the debauchery on campus and you're like, what can I do to make sure that never happens again? And that actually pushed him to go to seminary. Now, he went to seminary at St. Francis de Sales Seminary in Milwaukee, um, but he was 21. So he's far behind in his studies and in his ability to study Latin. That's where he studied because a lot of the studies were in German and in Latin, and he didn't know a lot of that. So he was actually asked to leave. And this is where his spirituality took flight in his life when he was asked to leave, when he's at his lowest of lows. And very much like Jeremiah, he tried again. And what he began to do is thank God ahead of time. So basically, he took a blank check for his whole life and said, thank you, God, for finding the right religious order for me. Thank you for finding the, the right place to allow me to thrive as a priest. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all these things. Because if we live in the world of worry, it pulls us out of the present moment. If we, if we live in the world of worry, it pulls us out of the present moment. And the only place that you and I can be with Jesus, be with the Father, be with the Son, is right now. Not 10 seconds from now, not 10 years from now, not 10 years ago, but it's right now. So what he did is he abandoned himself to God's divine providence. It's just another way of, of that spirituality, of, play, of being very Marian in essence.
And I remember when I was coming across the spiritual practice when I was uh, discerning my call to the priesthood, and I started to do that and maybe encourage you to do this too. What are your worries? What are your fears? And put them on a sheet of paper and say, thank you, God, for taking care of, dot, 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 and let him be father because you are his child. And if you know you're a child of God, you let your father take care of you. And that the love of the father, as, as we hear in our first reading again, it's that message of perseverance, of not quitting. And as Jeremiah was asked by the Lord, maybe ask yourself this. Jer- Jeremiah was told by the, or asked by the Lord, Can I not do to you, house of Israel, as this potter has done? Can I not do to you, house of Israel, as this potter has done? So are we quitting on ourselves? Are we not holding out hope? Um, is there any area of your life where you're not totally in the hands of the Lord? And are, are you thinking there are certain parts of your life where you're like, I am just, that part of my life is, is unredeemable. <laughs> that part of my life is unhealable or whatever. Um, but the Lord says, like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, insert name here. And that's the best place to be, to be like that piece of clay in the hand of the potter, and maybe even just allowing, like thinking back to the original time of, of creation when the Lord breathed that life into Adam. He took the clay, the dirt of the earth, and breathed new life into him so you can trust him. So you can trust him. Because if we have confidence, if we have trust in God, we won't, we won't quit, we'll be more free, and we have that ability to know that the Lord can work through any strange, awkward circumstance where we have worry. And he wants to free us of that so we can trust in him. So then the question would be, well, what happened to Solanus Casey? So he eventually became a Capuchin, and he worked in, um, the, in, in Detroit at the, with the Capuchins, but he, he was made a priest simplex. He was never allowed to hear confessions, and he was never allowed to preach. And someone said, well, why don't you just like, write to the bishop or write to the superior of our order and ask for the grace? And he said, if God wants it to happen, it'll happen. If God wills it, right? So Solanus Casey actually was able to pray with a lot of people. And certain times of the year, he'd have between 150 and 250 people come to him per week to be prayed with or just to seek counsel. And he was a porter. He just opened doors for people, did something very simple. And that's something I hope we can take up as maybe an homage to Solanus Casey is making sure that no one ever has to open a door here if you're around. We should be people who open the doors for others uh, so they can know that they're loved. And that little act of kindness can go a long way. And I think just being very human, being very cordial in doing that and not quitting on that will be a great way for us to honor him and to know that he is from our state. His first mass was just celebrated like 20 minutes north of here um, in Appleton. And he is a great intercessor and I encourage you to take time to form a deeper devotion to him to teach you how to thank God ahead of time. So as soon as a worry comes, we say, yep, take care of it. I'm in the hands of the Lord. I'm not, I'm not going to worry about it. And that, but what that doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you're not aware of what's happening in the future. You don't have eyes that are looking forward. Uh, but what it does mean is you kind of have like a water off a duck's back mentality towards worry. You know that your father is good. You know what your father wants to take care of you. And when he was... When he died, Solanus Casey, he had over 20,000 people come to his funeral and walk past his casket and pray for him. 
And I believe when he was in Detroit, he almost filled all of Ford Field uh, for his beatification. And before we know it, he'll be a saint. Um, but it's great to, to, to walk with the saints, to see how the gospel is lived out. But let us just take a moment of silence. Maybe there's some areas in your life where you're thinking of quitting. Let's just take a moment of silence of maybe just allowing, giving the Lord permission to come in and encourage you not to quit, to try again. Because if Solanus Casey would have given up on his own vocation when he was asked to leave seminary, we wouldn't be talking about him. But he knew he was a child of God. And he took that one decision, that one moment of his life when he saw something horrific happen, and he made it into something beautiful. And you can do the same thing, maybe just by asking for Solanus Casey's intercession right now. Blessed Solanus Casey. Very nice.